This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Man, do I love Wednesdays because they are one day closer to the weekend. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Yes, indeed. Now, Wednesdays, uh, actually, I'm surprised that it's Wednesday because this week has been very quick. It has been. <laughs> it's been very quick, and I mean, uh, I'm really excited for the news that's been happening in the tech world, and we're going to be starting with the UAE COVID-19 vaccine and how there's discounts that are announced for people who ride Uber. Yes, indeed. Uber is one of the tech companies that is helping the UAE push for everyone to get their vaccine. But around the world, Apple is making headlines as they're issuing a brand new warning. This warning is for all those who have an iPhone 6, and it's all about you keeping your phone away from your pacemaker. Yes, indeed. Now, I do kind of uh, see that that's a new warning as the iPhone 6 is pretty old. So what kind of information or technology did they find out that now they're coming out with this news? But the makers of Sophia the Robot do plan to make a mass rollout amid the pandemic. Yes, indeed. Would you like to have Sophia the Robot as your companion or even instead of getting a pet? That's a question we're asking today. But in the world of apps, lots is happening as well because we're going to be talking about Twitter launching Birdwatch, which would ask users to fact check their tweets. Now, this is going to help make Twitter a much better place for you to get your information from. And we're also talking about the Apple Watch Series 7 and how it's rumored to feature a blood glucose monitoring. Now, that is a big one ladies and gentlemen now my dad has the apple series 4 but Mm -hmm. if this does come come out (laughs) with that feature i will be buying that apple watch for him so baba if you're listening (laughs) you're having a gift coming to you soon well that's great news for your dad to hear today lots and lots is in store on the show so make sure you keep pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back pulse 95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world now, if you're an avid user of Uber, which is the car pooling app, which you can kind of, it's like a, a taxi service. Yeah. Well, we have good news for you because Uber has announced that it will offer discounted rides to people looking to receive the COVID-19 vaccination right here in the UAE, which is an effort to contain the spread of the, COVID, the novel coronavirus COVID-19. Now, riders will be able to avail 25% off two Uber rides, which will be up to 20 dirham each to and from public vaccination centers across the UAE. The rides will also commence from January 25th, so it was two days ago, mm-hmm. until February 8th for people of all ages and nationalities. Now, this is great news for everyone who was planning to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but may have not had a car of their own. And we all know that getting the COVID-19 vaccine does include a little bit of a waiting period for those uh, who want to go ahead and get it, simply because many people have been interested in it as well. This commitment does come as part of Uber's global initiative. They are trying to help the communities move what matters and supporting the public authorities right here in the UAE to fight the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this offer is not just for people living in a certain emirate. It's for anyone across Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and Sharjah. You can go ahead and book the trip to and from 43 centers using the Uber app. And this includes a number of Dubai Health Authority centers in Dubai, the Saha Vaccination Center, and other selected centers 
in Abu Dhabi as well as uh, different centers that were authorized by the Ministry of Health and Prevention right here in the heart of Sharjah. Yes, and the Uber general manager in the UAE said that we applaud the government's ambition to vaccinate 50% of the community by the end of March. And we would like to do our part to support these efforts since the onset of the pandemic. We've been looking at how we can support our communities, prioritize their health and safety, and ultimately keep cities moving at a time when mobility has been severely impacted. Now, so far, mm-hmm. we have a month a month and a couple of days left until we hit, that, we hit the mark, which is March, to get that 50% uh, vaccinated. Now, so far, Omnia, I'm seeing a lot of people that I know personally get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel a little bit left out. You should get the vaccine. I mean, you're vaccinated. I'm one dose vaccinated. Still waiting on that second dose. I think it's in the 9th of Feb. But you should get vaccinated as well. I will get vaccinated, but I'm kind of... It's not It's not that I'm scared. It's just that... There's nothing to be afraid it's of. It's not afraid it's of. The moment. I, I, I don't, I don't go, go well with needles. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I get it. I don't like needles. I get it. But at the same time, it feels like it's the moment that we've waited a whole year for. I th- yeah. I think we're approaching the one year mark since lockdown. Yeah. And, uh, and and March now, uh, my dentist actually Omnia, yeah, uh, he got vaccinated, and he was telling me how in El Ved area, vaccination process takes about five minutes. And even at the expo center right here in the heart of Sharjah, a lot of people have been saying it's very organized. You're in and out pretty quickly. So if you're interested in getting vaccinated, that's mm-hmm. definitely a place you should check out. But if you're also interested in getting that offer that Uber is uh, giving to all of its users, all you'll have to do is download the application, and to claim the discount, you'll have to to tap on the menu that is found in the top left of the Uber application. You'll find an option that says wallet, so go ahead and click on it and then select the add promo code at the bottom. You'll have to go ahead and add the promo code that is SI2021UAE to go ahead and get the 25% off discount for two Uber rides to and from the vaccination center. Now, the trip has to start and end at the vaccination centers listed. So make sure you keep that in mind as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uber is offering that. But let's go and talk about Apple. Now, it's issuing a new warning to keep your iPhone 6 inches away from your pacemaker. Now, an important heads up for iPhone users, Apple is warning customers that it, that its smartphone could interfere with medical devices, including pacemakers. Now, in a notice published on Apple's support page, which happened on Saturday, the company did expand on previously issued safety information and even warned users that iPhone contains magnets and radios that emit electromagnetic fields both of which may interfere with medical devices such as implanted pacemakers and defibrillators. So I'm kind of of shocked Mm. that right now we're talking about the iPhone 6. I mean, we're all the way, (laughs) we're six generations above it right now. We're iPhone 12s. So I think something happened and the cause or uh, the perpetrator was an iPhone 6. Yes, I'm also wondering the same thing. But luckily, with the brand new iPhones, one of them being the iPhone 12, all the magnets that are found with that within the iPhone 12 models, as well as the MagSafe accessories, they're all safe for those who have a pacemaker. So they do not interfere or create any risk on any medical tools that may be, or medical devices that are actually placed in your body. Now, for anyone who has an iPhone 6, especially if we're talking about the older generation, since those are less interested with changing their phones as often, they do have to keep that in mind just to keep the phone as far away as possible if they're not using it. And we do hear a lot of you know, advice from experts saying that, especially when you go to sleep, make sure that you keep your phone many feet away from your bed 
A, to help improve the quality of your sleep, since we do know that the radio waves do interfere of how well you sleep, but also to make sure that, you know, you're not staying on your phone a lot of hours before you fall asleep. Now, when Apple was re- requested to comment, they did not comment on why it is now expanding on the safety guidance. But the Heart Rhythm Journal did release a report earlier this month, did claim that the magnets in the iPhone 12 make it compatible. Uh, that that make it compatible with the MagSafe accessories could interfere mm. with an implanted defibrillator. So mm. I I'm seeing that maybe they had that report, they found out, so they went and checked all their other models. Mm, that makes sense, but it's definitely a worry for any Apple user who's yeah. also, you know, they have a pacemaker or mm. are in mm. need of a medical device in their body. Yeah, I mean, I uh, hopefully nothing does happen or nothing did happen with the iPhone 6s and pacemakers. But ladies and gentlemen, we already know that we can't keep our phones too close to our body, even though our phones are in our <laughs> literally in our body all the time. It's in our pockets, in our hands. Some people, Omnia, they stop holding even wallets because their phone has everything. But I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about these two stories? And because Uber is now giving discounts, are you going to get vaccinated? 4215, we're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about what? We're talking all about Sophia, the robot, having a mass rollout amidst a pandemic. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. On our Instagram at Pulse95Radio, we asked all of you if you would rather get Sophia the robot or one of her sisters instead of getting a pet. And I thought you were going to say instead of getting married. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that far. I'm sure Sophia the robot can do a lot around the house. But it, not. Was, it, was, it was funny. Her or one of her sisters? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if, if if you're into that type of woman, well, I guess Sophia the Robot may be able to fulfill that for you. But for the most part, instead of getting a pet, a lot of people have actually went for getting Sophia the Robot. But this is all because the makers of Sophia the Robot are actually planning a mass rollout amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, if you've missed our conversation, we actually had a chance to talk to the founder of Sophia mm-hmm. the Robot, uh, and we have that interview on our podcast at, on SoundCloud at Future Talk 95, so you can go ahead and check it out. But uh, many researchers are actually predicting that you know COVID-19 has actually opened up the door for many opportunities for the robotics industry. Yes, researchers do predict the pandemic, just like you said, Omni, will open new opportunities for the robotic industry. Yes. Now, social lo- robots can take care of the sick or elderly. elderly. And that is what Sophia the Robot is kind of trying to do. Yes. Now, Omnia, one year ago today, I was actually in the hospital for my tonsillitis. No way. Yes, one year ago today. Happy I was, anniversary. Ha- no, happy an- anniversary. <laughs> I had to take those guys out. So I'm just thinking about it and looking at it like this. If mm-hmm. I had Sophia the Robot kind of taking care of me and coming into the room and leaving the room every couple getting of hours. Getting ice cream. Getting, putting out my IVs. I think that would be pretty fun and kind of ease uh, the tension that I would have. Because think about it, Omnia. It's a brand new technology and everything brand new is amazing, obviously. And it's new and it's exciting. Obviously, if we had Sophia the Robot 30 years ago, oh, here she comes again. <laughs> a beep, boop, pop, boop. Hi, honey. Yeah, Do you need your IV? <laughs> yes, just give it to me. It would be routinic, honestly. Yeah, be routinic, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just like with the phones, Omnia. When you, we used to get that three, oh my God, three cameras on your phone. That's like three can You guys are doing a n- four now? Wow. Only, But mind you, it would be like only four? What's coming up? Um, yeah. 
especially because when you took your tonsils out, it was during COVID 19. So. Your, you know, there was a lot of limits on who can visit yes. you, what timings, yes. how many people are yes. allowed at a time, just so that they can maintain social distancing. Yes, uh, actually, the first time, which was t- uh, t- one year ago today, yeah, uh, it was the first time I got sick for that year, and then I got sick four times after that tonsillitis. I remember, and I, <laughs> and I took it out during the pandemic, and I was super scared. I was like, "No, I'm gonna go into surgery. I'm gonna get COVID," <laughs> and it was going crazy. My God. I would not like to relive those memories, Omnia, because... Uh, Especially because COVID at that time was, like, yeah. very foreign. We didn't know yeah. how to live with it. Wearing gloves, masks, and, yeah, I would, I, I would take off my clothes at the door, Omnia, take off my socks, go into my uh, my, my, my sanitization machine that <laughs> at home. It was crazy, but since being unveiled in 2016, Sophia, a humanoid robot, has gone viral. Now, the company behind her has a new vision to mass-produce robots by the end of the year, which is 2021. Now, Hanson Robotics, which is based in Hong Kong, said four models, including Sophia, would start rolling out in factories in the first half of 2021. Now, just as researchers predict, the pandemic will open new opportunities in the robotics industry. And not only that, the pandemic has opened a lot of opportunities, whether it's the medical field and the normal job field. We're seeing a lot of people working from home, and I know people till this day are working from home and they do that one week on one week off one week on one week off so a new normal is coming into our lives and last night omnia i don't sleep a lot but when i try to sleep i mm. think and i mix scenarios in my head and i go <laughs> i go inside my brain and i look for look for things to talk about mm-hmm. with myself obviously so i was thinking when are we not going to use a mask because, oh, that's a good b- question. Because I'm people lo- thought 2021 would be the year where we're done with yeah, masks. Yeah, they, they thought COVID-19 had an expiration date on yeah. ge- on December 31st. <laughs> but we're looking at even that some vaccines uh, are being in- uh, are being distributed. Yeah. Obviously, so- the trans- transfer rate is still pretty low, but you can still get COVID-19 or transfer COVID-19 even if you have vaccinated. Like if Omnia is vaccinated yeah. and I'm not, she can give me COVID-19 still, yeah. but she won't be affected by it. Exactly. And we always have to be safe even after taking the vaccine because it doesn't mean that we're fully immune to yes. the coronavirus. Now, the founders of Sophia the Robot, the founder himself, David Hansen, has actually explained how efficient Sophia the Robot is. And it's not just Sophia. that She's the most popular robot out of them all. She's actually the first robot to have gotten a citizenship. Yes, Saudi Arabian <laughs> citizenship. Yes, and she's, you know, a full-on citizen of the world. But... At, since being unveiled, Sophia actually, not just has she gone viral, but she also has little siblings mm. who have been very popular yes. amongst mm. children. Mm. So little Sophias have actually been encouraging children to uh, do distance learning more efficiently. They've been keeping them company, especially during the lockdown. A lot of people yeah. have purchased them for their children. But now having Sophia... A lot of copies of Sophia around the world. I'm sure this is going to be making the healthcare industry a lot more efficient, but also restaurants, any place you'd like to implement such humanoid robots. And we're looking at other big players in the industry are actually helping fight the pandemic as well. Now, Omnia, our good friend, Softbacks Robotic, Pepper the Robot, yes. was actually deployed to detect people who weren't wearing masks. Now, Omnia, we've met Pepper, you and I, and we've met Sophia. I feel like they're all long-distance friends. Same. <laughs> because we know them. We, we've met them. We've said hi to them. And uh, in China, robotics company CloudMinds even helped set up a robot-run field hospital during the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. Now, we also talked about Violet, the ultraviolet robot that was uh, sanitizing hospitals, and I believe it was Spain or Italy. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Now, 
Whenever you ask Sophia the robot whether people should be afraid of robots in general or even of her, she always has an answer ready and she'll always say, someone once said we have nothing to fear but fear itself. So this goes to show that we shouldn't be afraid of Sophia taking over our roles. She'll only be there to help support us, whether it was a pandemic or even after. Let us know your thoughts. Would you be willing to get yourself a Sophia the robot at your very own home <laughs> instead of a pet? Our text lines are open for 215 do it this a lot or sign into our dms at pulse95 radio you can always check out our interview with the founder of sophia the robot david hansen on youtube as well as soundcloud at future talk 95 coming up we have lots in store on the show we're going to be talking all about twitter launching a brand new feature that will ask its users to fact check tweets pulse 95 pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download to all Twitter users out there, we've got some pretty good news, especially if you rely on Twitter to get all of your official information, which sometimes that could be the best place if you're looking at officials' accounts. But if you're looking at regular people, there's a lot of misinformation that could be found within every tweet. Yes, so Twitter has launched Birdwatch. It asks users to fact check tweets. Now, in this first phase of the pilot, notes will be only visible on separate Birdwatch sites. Now, Twitter has launched a new community-based pilot program called Birdwatch. Now, you're probably wondering, honey, why is it called Birdwatch? Well, because <laughs> Twitter kind of revolves around the bird, and when you're birdwatching, obviously you're watching for birds. Now, uh, it does allow people to identify information in tweets they believe is misleading, and even write notes that provide informative context. Now, uh, and on the site, pilot participants can also rate the helpless, helpful, helpfulest notes Added by other contributors. Yes, indeed. So in the first phase of this pilot project, the notes will only be visible on a separate Birdwatch site. So even though the feature is embedded within Twitter, for now, it will be only available on a separate website. Now, just like you mentioned, Hani, anyone who wants to participate in this feature can go ahead and rate how helpful these notes are that other people are jotting down. These notes are intentionally kept separate from Twitter for now because they're trying to build the platform. They're trying to make sure that it is operating just as good as it should to produce different contexts that people find helpful whenever they go ahead and check out a certain tweet. There will be about 1,000 users in the U.S. to start with the Birdwatch program, but over time, it will definitely be available in different countries around the world and we'll have a lot more users. Yes, now today, Twitter has conducted more than 100 qualitative interviews with individuals across the political spectrum who use Twitter and receive broad general support for Birdwatch. Now, all data contributed to Birdwatch will be publicly available for download. Now, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, because of U.S. Oh, he's not a U.S. president anymore. No, because of Donald previous. Trump. <laughs> I'm not going to even give him that that, that, that saying. Because that of Donald name. Trump, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter has been upping their misleading information uh, policy. And we've seen that with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all social media apps about how misleading information is harmful. Now, we saw that during the coronavirus pandemic, and we're seeing it, uh, we saw it with the political U.S. election 2020, and how misleading information can cause, number one, harmful acts to one another, and number two, riots. Now, we do know that the U.S. Capitol was invaded by rioters, or I'd like to call them terrorists, to yeah. kind of... Uh, overturned the US uh, the US presidential election 2020 and because of that a lot unfortunately five people died in those riots but ladies and gentlemen i'm liking how twitter 
is kind of tackling this misleading information. And a lot of people are opposing uh, what Twitter is doing, and they're saying, no, this is a free world, freedom of speech. No, it is not freedom of speech. Freedom of speech to a to a kind of a level or yes, a, or a, a boundary, a limit. Yeah. But again, Twitter is a private company. And just like you go into a supermarket, Omnia, you cannot just do whatever and just take whatever you want and say whatever and make a mess because obviously it's a private-owned area. And just like I can't go into your house, Omnia, and do whatever I want because <laughs> it's a private-owned area. Same thing we're looking at with Twitter. I agree. And just like you can't enter a supermarket and find, you don't expect to find expired food. Exactly. Anyone logging into Twitter wants to stay informed. And people want credible information that they can rely on. And the only way to do so is if Twitter actively tries to prevent misinformation. Now, earlier last year, we saw uh, Twitter applying different labels and adding context to tweets. If you were to find a certain tweet trending, Twitter yes. would add an explanation to why it's trending. And the latest Birdwatch feature is also helping add to that fighting misinformation mm. effort. Mm. Now, anyone who goes ahead and writes certain notes about a specific tweet, all this data that is contributed will be available yes. for anyone to go ahead and mm. check it out. So you're not worried about your own privacy. And as they start to develop algorithms that power Birdwatch, like the reputation systems, like mm -hmm. uh, different uh, consist systems that would actually help publish the code publicly, they are trying to increase the ranking system of Birdwatch, making sure that there are different levels on how mm. accurate mm. a certain tweet is. Mm. Now, I like that Twitter is uh, including the public with this initiative to say that, hey, everyone matters. Everyone's opinion matters, number one, obviously. And number two, you can help to, to fight the fight about misleading information to tackle that problem. Hats off to Twitter. Now, Twitter uh, recently has been under a lot of pressure just mm. from political figures, and they actually banned my pillow CEO yesterday, Omnia, they mm. banned him uh, from the platform because he was supporting uh, Donald Trump and misinformation and election. Now, I do believe that uh, the clan of Donald Trump is now falling like dominoes. The head domino <laughs> Donald Trump dropped. Rudy Giuliani is now dropping the lawyer of Donald Trump. And he was getting Omnia, can you imagine, $20,000 per day oh my to God. be his lawyer. <laughs> and now they're suing him for $1.3 billion. <laughs> and we're saying that my pillow CEO, who was apparently a doctor is now being sued because of misleading information during the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. So I like how we're approaching uh, this misleading information because we've seen it happen not only right now or in 2020, we've seen that before, Omni. Remember those uh, Facebook posts about uh, home remedies, how to cure uh, Asthma, skin rash, rashes, <laughs> a lot of things. And unfortunately, a lot of people hurt themselves and passed away because they stopped taking their, their medications that was... Uh, prescribed to them by a medical professional and instead listening to Facebook posts with images clacked up to each other saying, hey, you want to get over asthma? Uh, drink aloe vera oil every day. <laughs> Something like that. The things you find on social media platforms, it makes it feel like anyone who writes a post all of a sudden is a doctor, an I, author I, of a book. Yeah. Actually, I mean, they, they, did a, they did a social experiment, right? They made a nice post and uh, like graphically nice. Mm -hmm. And they put a lot of random information that didn't make any sense. And they posted it to Facebook, Omnia. And one popular uh, person on Facebook reblogged or reposted it, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it got like 40,000 shares. Man. And the information was wrong. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's what I'm talking about. And they came out and said, hey, well, that information was wrong. And that just goes to show how easy it is to mis misinform the public. Yes, indeed. Make sure you're not too gullible to whatever you see on social media. Take it with a grain of salt and make sure you fact check 
any piece of information that you see. Coming up on the show, we're talking all about a gadget that many people own, but there are rumors that the upcoming launch of the Apple Watch Series 7 might just have a feature to help you monitor your blood glucose levels. This is going to be a perfect gadget for anyone who struggles with diabetes. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. I'm naming this segment the segment where Hanny's dad gets a new upcoming gift. Yes, and I'm naming the YouTube channel Hanny95 because the camera has been on me for the past two segments and I'm not used to having the camera on me all the time and I feel like I'm being watched by the people on YouTube. So, hello people of YouTube. Hopefully someone running uh, the multicam will realize that it's been on me for the past three segments. But let's talk about the Apple Watch Series 7 Mm -hmm. and how it's rumored to feature what, Omnia? It is rumored to feature a a new feature (laughs) that can monitor your blood glucose level. Now, this is great news for anyone who struggles with diabetes because it is a gadget that will make their lives run a lot more smoothly. Now... These are all rumors. It's a report. There's nothing confirmed. But we do know that Apple loves to create a little bit of a marketing scheme. So it will actually partner with all those websites that give out rumors about upcoming devices just to hype the people up. it's It's been confirmed? What the marketing? Yeah, a lot of people know about it. Uh, or is that my the conspiracy per- no, theory? No, no, eh? no. We discussed it with a person from Apple. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, the well, iOS developer that we had on the show. I wasn't here. I had yeah, my I had I, my week th- off. That's why I said you, you guys need are to, you guys are lucky. <laughs> you need to have a conversation. We'll have him more more often. So if you want to check it out, it's actually uh, an interview with the iOS specialist Taimur Ajman. It's found on YouTube. SoundCloud, Pulse95. He is so lucky talk. that I didn't do the interview with <laughs> I him. I know. I told him you would literally have a full show. And I mean a full hour, not even five segments. Yeah. A full hour discussing rumors about Apple. <laughs> Man, I, I would pick his brain and pick Tim Cook's <laughs> his brain. But the report, which mainly focuses on the blood glucose capabilities of the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4, does explain that Apple is intending to bring blood glucose monitoring to the upcoming, upcoming Apple Watch Series 7 using a non-invasive optical sensor. Now, we do know that measuring blood glucose levels is also known as blood sugar levels, and it is vital to managing conditions such as diabetes. Now, normally measuring blood glucose does require testing a drop of blood in a blood sugar meter or even using an implanted continuous glucose monitor. Now, that ability is to observe any major increase or decrease in blood glucose and may raise awareness of potential health conditions or simply help to improve a user's diet. Now, Omnia, I'm telling you, the main reason my dad got his hands on a smartwatch, mm. now my dad played with smartwatches a little bit until uh, he got his hands on, a, on an Apple Watch, yeah. is because with my dad, he had, under, he had conditions before, mm. and whether it's cholesterol, blood pressure, and things like that, and he wanted to track how much he's doing, if he's doing a lot of exercise or not, and that's where the Apple Watch came into play. Now, if this comes out, Omnia, and it is what we're thinking it is. This will be literally the holy grail of smartwatches, and this will be a, a, a it's going to be a deal breaker. You'll have to get an Apple Watch. And I'm telling you, Omnia, the day it comes out, I will be pre-ordering an Apple Watch for my father as he does suffer from diabetes. Oh, okay. So that means this is the perfect gadget for him. This is the holy grail. <laughs> it is, especially because for anyone who has diabetes, I think they would agree that to help monitor their blood glucose levels, they would either need to con- continuously do the 
you know, the blood test or not even a blood test. It's like you, you prick your finger and you test out how much, uh, uh, how much is your blood sugar at that very moment. But some people even have the gadgets that they attached all the time on their arms. Uh, some of them are on the stomach and they can continuously measure your blood glucose levels and it makes living with diabetes a much yes. easier job. But with this, mm. if these rumors are right, Apple is definitely looking for a novel uh, treatment yes. for diabetes as well mm. as a great mm. solution. Mm. For someone to have. Yes, and uh, the ECG was also a beautiful feature that was uh, finally came to us, I believe, last year. Yeah. And uh, it was a long-awaited for my dad. But, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope that uh, we get this soon because this will be a deal-breaker and a holy grail of Apple and smart watches. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, 4215 or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about this smart Apple Watch Series 7 that will measure your blood glucose levels? But, ladies and gentlemen, we are hitting the time marker 3 p.m. And you know what that means, Omnia? That means Future Talk is coming to an end and we are opening the airwaves for the only place to be at 3, the halftime show with Omar Ad-Duri. He's going to be bringing you all that you need to know about physical health, emotional fitness, as well as how can you better your life, both emotionally, physically, and mentally. It's a show that you do not want to miss, but you can catch us again same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.